Okay guys, so today we want to help clarify the upper and lower digestion. We always talk about digestion, gut health and all that, but one of the things people frequently miss is they say, oh, my stomach this, my stomach that. And what we're going to talk about today is that the stomach is not just from rib cage down no. to pelvis. There's multiple organs in your stomach. So today when we refer to the stomach, we're actually talking about the actual stomach that's in the upper part of your rib cage. But we wanna go through this whole digestive process um, north to south, meaning starting your mouth all the way to the anus, and what exactly happens because we, we like to think that we just eat whatever food we want to and then that food gets magically digested and we magically absorb everything and everything goes perfectly until great. we poop it out. That would be great, right? but it is an extremely complicated process from north to south. And if any one process goes wrong, the rest goes wrong. So we wanna dive into exactly this north to south process. So Aubrey, one of the things you're always harping on our patients is, what is the northmost process? Your brain, your brain. How is that How involved is in eating? <laughs> So everything happens with sight, smell, and taste, right? So you have to think about say it. Say that a, slower. Oh, okay. Because I mean, you say it all the I, time, I but for them, sight, you got to see the food. Right. Right. Smell, you smell, smell it. And taste. You have to think of your body as registering that it's about to eat food. So I know that sounds like a simple concept, but in today's society, we're on the phone and we're driving and we're on the computer and we're trying to get our kids jumping off of our shoulders. You know, things like that. That in the microwave. Since when right. can you ever take raw food to cook in like 90 seconds? I know, that's an, that should be abolished forever. Yeah. Don't use microwaves. Please don't, Please use, don't microwaves. use microwaves. We hate microwaves. <laughs> but Hate's the... a strong word. Okay, we don't sorry. use hate. I despise. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know that that's a better word. <laughs> okay. But like, anyways, right? So the main thing that we forget is that we're not getting our brain online with the fact that we're eating food. And I think no, most people don't realize that your brain is the main signaling kind of aspect for your stomach and all your digestive organs to start prepping to get food, right? You know how you feel really sick when you've been hungry all day and you literally just inhale food mm -hmm. and immediately Be after, done. yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, we've all done it, right? But then you feel awful and you're sitting there and you're like, I shouldn't have done that. There's a reason because of that. So your brain's the first thing that tells your body, hey, we're eating, y'all better get ready and prep for this food and digest it because we need to break it down because it is an intricate process. Mm -hmm. It takes a lot. So mm -hmm. the first thing is actually isolating and sitting with your food and saying, okay, I'm smelling it. You know, it's kind of like when you smell your mom's cooking and you start mm -hmm. to salivate, mm -hmm. that's actually a digestive response. Your body's preparing to have enzymes in your saliva break down your food. So, you, I mean, long story short, you need to sit with it and you need to tell your body, we're going to eat this food. Plus, we should be more mindful with everything that we're duty, doing, doing, mm -hmm. <laughs> especially food. Yes. Right? Um, so, brain is the first thing. Sight is seeing it. Smell is actually getting, you know, getting the senses, the smell from the food. And then taste, right? They all play together and they all start the digestive cascade, essentially. And taste is kind of a big one, sight and smell also, of course, but in the modern era of shakes and blending everything up and, and drinking them down, um, there, there's a couple senses that can be missed and you want to yeah. make sure you at least think about that and you think about the shake because if you're going to ignore one of the senses, you probably need to heighten one of the other ones. Think of Daredevil when he's blind, so his other senses went, uh, oh, yeah, good. you know okay, what I'm talking good, about. So the problem with the protein shake is you're not really cooking anything. There's not yeah. really a lot of smells that come from it. Um, you're often blending it and it's ready in just a matter of a minute or two. Yeah. And so, um, and then the food is already chewed. You right. blended it up, right? So you're also skipping that chew step. 
So be careful if you're putting a lot of stuff in your shake. You may need more digestive support with a shake. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you had cooked the food and smelled it for 30 minutes as you cooked it, that'd be a different scenario. So mm -hmm. not ignoring the northmost part, because right. once again, you're, if you're, if you're going to build the, the scenario I use and metaphor I use in the office all the time is if you're going to build a Ferrari, but the guy that's building a frame is terrible or drunk on the job, then it can look like a Ferrari, it can sound like a Ferrari, but chances are the thing's yeah. going to fall apart because if the frame doesn't work, nothing else is going to work. So the first stage of digestion is that brain getting that in line matters a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, so one of my favorite things to talk about, because Aubrey's always talking about the, the brain sight, smell, and taste thing, my, my favorite part is to talk about the stomach because after you swallow food, you now have zero control over mm -hmm. it until it reaches the anus and you get to choose when you go poop, right? For the most part, hopefully you get to choose when you go poop. Uh, otherwise, that's a whole other process. Process. So after you swallow the food, the food gets to the stomach and there's a very important piece of the, the puzzle that must happen. If the stomach, and when we talk about stomach, we mean the upper part of the digestion, the very first organ before the intestines. So that stomach has to break down the food using stomach acid. And this is one of the common things we find in functional medicine is that your stomach does not make enough stomach acid and or, and we'll talk about dysfunction in yeah. another video. This video is more about the function, how yeah. is it supposed to work? And then once you understand how it's supposed to work, then we can talk about dysfunction more. So the stomach is supposed to make stomach acid and the stomach acid is, is designed to break the food up into smaller and smaller molecules because your intestines don't, don't um, absorb whole beef and whole rice or whatever you ate, it's gonna absorb molecules, tiny atoms and molecules. So your stomach is supposed to take really large things. So you chewed up your food as much as possible, hopefully. Mm -hmm. Then your stomach acid is supposed to take it down to a smaller level and then the intestines take it down to an even further level. So that stomach requires stomach acid. And if the stomach requires stomach acid, how does the stomach not digest itself? It must make a mucus lining. Mm -hmm. So if you're having any kind of heartburn, reflux, anything like that, or stress, you don't have enough stomach acid, or you could not have enough mucus lining. And if you don't have enough mucus lining, your stomach isn't gonna make any stomach acid because it's gonna damage itself and it's not gonna destroy itself. So one of the most key critical parts of digestion is getting enough stomach acid to break the food down to small enough components so that then it can move into the small intestine. Right, and so the sight, smell, and taste is the first trigger to tell your stomach we need to produce that acid so it can digest the food. So after the stomach dumps its contents, I'll let you handle what's the, the next trilogy stage. And we're still talking about the upper digestive components. So we're going to split these two videos into upper digestion ends at liver, gallbladder, pancreas, lower digestion is small intestine and below. Yeah. So kind of in a quick summary of it, basically that that acidity of your food is a triggering mechanism for also your pancreas, your liver, and your gallbladder. Your pancreas is one thing that's all automatically triggered as well to release digestive enzymes, enzymes that help break down your food. If you think, I love enzymes because they kind of get the nitty gritty. Your hydrochloric acid is responsible for mainly breaking down proteins and fats, but it breaks down everything a little bit further. Um, it prevents it from becoming an basically undigested molecule in your system. Um, it gets the bulk of it, right? But sometimes we need a little bit more help and that's where enzymes come in. They're on the microscopic level. So that acidity triggers the pancreas and then the pancreas also releases something called sodium bicarbonate, which also changes the acidity from when it's super acidic in your stomach to going into your intestines. You have to change that acidity or else you would literally damage your intestinal lining. Right. Um, so that sodium bicarbonate is changing the pH and so your intestines can actually handle it. Mm -hmm. um, 
that's really the main function of the pancreas and the digestive tract at least. Mm -hmm. um, of course, the pancreas helps manage your blood sugar and insulin and glucose and how food is absorbed essentially, but that's the main kind of cascading effect that happens. And then, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was gonna add that the, the stomach and pancreas are really intricately connected because if there's not enough stomach acid entering the, the that section of the duodenum, that upper intestine, then the pancreas doesn't release enough enzymes. Or yeah. even if it does release enzymes, it needs that stomach acid to even activate the enzymes exactly. because the enzymes released by the pancreas are inactive. Um, I forget the term for a zine, it starts with a Z of some sort. Yeah. But those inactive proteins, if they're not activated, they're literally useless. Right. Now when you take digestive enzymes, you take activated digestive enzymes so that's why those don't really need stomach acid to work and then the, the final part of that is of course bile comes down from mm -hmm. the liver or the gallbladder and that's also further to um, neutralize the stomach acid and start to break those fats up into smaller and smaller molecules we like to believe and this is at least I don't know the percentages but we like to believe that chewing your food is about 20% of the digestive process everything before you swallow is about 20% of the di digestive process that stomach acid is responsible for 60 to 70 percent of yeah. it to get it down to those um, somewhat kind of mo think molecules stuck together mm -hmm. and then the digestive enzymes that last piece to cleave molecules into actually absorbable components so that's kind of the summary of the upper digestion part yeah. of just to rewind the brain the sight smell and taste right chewing your food, swallowing it, and then stomach acid, stomach acid, stomach acid. Aubrey said um, hydrochloric acid, same thing. Yeah. Betaine is the supplement version of hydrochloric acid. Then it enters the small intestine, triggers the pancreas, gallbladder, and liver um, to release their components to finish the digestive process. And then we're gonna talk about lower digestion, which is mainly absorbing all those nutrients and, and what happens to the leftovers. One of the, I want you to end with um, uh, undigested food. What's the oh, three? Mm -hmm. So if you don't properly have that cascade, which of course we'll dive into in a little bit, um, carbohydrates can ferment. Disgusting, sounds I gross. know. Yeah, fats can rancidify. That sounds and gross. And proteins can putrefy. That's disgusting. So if you think of those words in the face that you make when you hear them, that's what's happening in your body. If you don't digest yeah. your food. And so this, of course, is a very oversimplification of how it works. And with every person, it's definitely bio-individual. But we kind of wanted to tell you this because we do have patients who are very confused sometimes at like, well, my, you know, I'm getting bloating. You know, why do I need to care about my stomach acid? Or why do, you, do I need to care about like the pancreatic support? Mm -hmm. And so we really wanted to say it does start from up here and it's a whole north to south process. Yep. But yeah, we'll dive into lower GI. That's next. Cool. See you next time.